Well, hey guys, welcome to an episode of What is the Point podcast. People watching in right now are probably thinking, what in the heck is going on right now? <laughs> there are five people sitting at a table. And yes, there is, because we have our good friends over at High Street uh, Young Adults. And they're here today, and they're going to be having a conversation with us, just hearing a little bit about how they started their ministry and some challenges that they have faced. And we're excited to share, and I know we'll get into some stuff as well. But uh, we have Jared Bone over there. How's it What's going? What's up? Buddy? Good. Yeah. How are you? Dude, I'm glad well. you're here. You got a you got a crew here. Yeah, we do. So this is uh, our group that helps lead our young adult ministry at High Street Church uh, over on the east side of Springfield, same same city. Um, but I wanted to introduce. I'm Jared. I'm the young adults pastor. But uh, these two have just as much kind of invested as I do. So this is Logan Counts. Logan helps with. I don't even know if I should explain what you guys help with because it's so many things. It's a, it's a lot <laughs> of things. Everybody does everything. Yeah. Uh, but Logan Counts and Coco Lyons. That's What's awesome. That? Great name. Thanks for having well, us. Welcome. Yeah, yeah glad to be course, here. We've got John Marts, our young adult director. CPO, <laughs> chief party officer. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, we're going to be diving into some questions. Uh, I want to just hear, kind of starting out, uh, how the High Street Young Adult Ministry, uh, how the young adult community came to be. Yeah, so we've been doing this for several years now, but it all started in a classroom, the old post-grad classroom. So yeah. we had, um, you know, my brother actually and Logan and, and Jared, they're all the same age. And so once we're graduating college, I'm a year behind them, uh, it started to feel like, wait, what's after like the college class? You know what I mean? Um, and so you know, we started to think through, like, we have a ton of friends who, like, we're all asking this question, like, what does community look like uh, for all of us right after college? So that kind of led um, a class to start called Postgrad in our coffee shop, which is amazing. I uh, love to think back on those times. And uh, yeah, it was just a group of us. And then from there, we started trying to figure out, okay, like, what, like, what could this look like? What we need a place for people to have this community, because it's quite the transition from college to just like young adulthood. Um, so yeah, we definitely like did some research. Logan, do you want to tell us a little bit about the research that came out? Yeah. So, um, you know, Barna Group released some research that talked about how when a young adult, like someone in their 20s, uh, starts getting involved in church in their 20s or they stay involved in church, then they're more likely to do that for the rest of their lives. And so our passion was, hey, this is a season of transition for everyone of asking what's next. And so it started as a small group. And then we combined with our college ministry at High Street and there we have high street young are. adults. And um, yeah, it just started out of filling that need for kind of the vacuum of college and young adulthood that does exist. That's great. And and we, with you guys, like, were you all three uh, seeing that own need in your own life? And you guys like were brought together and like, we got to do something about it. Or what did that look like? Yeah. Well, it's, it's even kind of interesting because the, the post-grad or young adult group and then the college group were kind of uh, autonomous. They, they kind of did their own thing for a long time. And Logan and I, our good friends. He was in my wedding and we were talking, he was leading that group. I was leading the young adult, or sorry, the college group. And we had several times where it was like, Hey, what are you guys doing on Tuesday night? Oh, we're doing this. What are you guys doing on Wednesday night? Same thing. And it was like, we we're talking about the same things <laughs> yeah. in two different settings. And we were like, we were both, I think like getting kind of tired and like, we were both kind of doing everything ourselves and had a small team with us. And, um, it kind of got to the place where we were like, we are answering the same questions in two different ways. Yeah. Um, and really, if we just like took the same questions and combined them, um, we, we, we're answering them with the Bible. We're answering them uh, just two different nights of the week. So if we could combine them, we could probably do it better if we yeah. were together. So and I want to, yeah. yeah, I just want to say too that 
it didn't happen without like God's providence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that God, we, we were, we were all kind of praying through this of like, what, what's, you know, what is like, we, we want this to be something more than what it is, but God, you got to help us get there. And God really answered that prayer and brought our team together. Mm-hmm. And so, um, all, you, you know, like it, it's not like we just made this decision on our own. Like we really felt prompted, yeah. um, and, and compelled to do that. Yeah. Well, I know even our story is a little similar and like really that, that there is this need, um, right. You know, in college and even after college where there's kind of a gap where you see in the church that right now, um, in a lot of places, there's not a community for young adults to come together. Mm-hmm. And that is something we desperately saw and like God placed, even in our lives and our hearts of like, Hey, we need to try to find a way to bring these young adults together to find healthy community. So John, you want to talk a little bit more about what yeah, that looked like? I, I mean, especially in my own life, uh, I've spent four years building a solid community in college and then I graduated and mm-hmm. then I'm like, Oh man, do I, am I that guy that goes back to his college campus and hangs out with his college buddies or do I move forward? And what does that look like? And thank God, God got a hold of my life and um, really shifted some of my priorities because I'm thinking, do I go back home? Do I go someplace completely different? I don't have a career necessarily right here, and I don't even know really what I want to do. Um, so I think for us, just seeing that need of Springfield is a great area. And once you graduate from college, what do you do? You don't have the community you had before. You don't have the support you had before. And a big thing that's always been uh, here at North Point is just don't dig your well while you're thirsty. So, um, man, if you don't have that community built in place, when those times like that hit, you will go in all the wrong places looking for that. And you'll get very creative on the places that you'll go. So uh, it's just huge that you already have that. And maybe it's separate from uh, your school or your work. Love that. Yeah. I, I, w- one of the things that we looked at was like when, when we combined college and young adults, we had 18-year-olds that were struggling with the same things that 28-year-olds were wow. struggling with. And it was just a graduated version of it. So the more that we thought about it, the more we were like, it's almost a good thing to be 18, 19, 20 years old and see someone who's 25, 26, 27. Absolutely. Who, you know, you look at the next transition of your life and it scares you. You look at if you're if you're married, it's having kids. If you're single, it's dating. If you're in college, it's graduating. Yep. And looking at someone in the next fr- phase of life and going, wow, okay, he doesn't have it all together, but he's doing okay, is, is really calming. And, and to take away another transition of, hey, all that community that you have, we're, we're actually going to get rid of that yeah. through this transition with you. That can be such a calming thing for people and, and such a helpful thing in that season so that it's not just transition after transition after transition that when we combined college and young adult age, we really realized that we're, we're getting rid of a transition that's really hard for a lot of people. And ad- adulthood, um, adolescence is, is prolonged. People are getting married later. People are taking, we were seeing college students that were like, I'm taking a couple like loops here. I'm, I'm my senior years, like two or three years long. Is it okay if I keep, I've done that. Is it okay? Hey, <laughs> just say, okay. Hey, the average is five and a half years. It really is. Yeah. Everybody changes their major. You guys on do average. a lot of research. Of, I love this. Everybody changes their major at least three times is what the, the, the average is. So like if you're five and a half years, that means you're graduating at 23 and a half. You're, you're a little bit older than what you think. Cause you set into college with four years. And then we had people that were 24 years old in the college ministry going, am I still allowed to be here? And then they, they were trying, putting their foot in the water of young adults and going, where do I land? And it was like, 
We just need to provide them a, a place to live and a community of believers that they can see people ahead of them, help people behind them. And really, that was one of the things that we really saw. What would you guys say are like some of the needs that, because you talked about some of the needs, like what were some specific needs that you guys saw um, in young adulthood that you would say, we, we have to do this. We have to do young adult ministry. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I had come out of a season where I was learning, growing, being stretched a ton in college. And, you know, I had community, but then um, I kind of saw like, and it kind of goes back to what John was saying, like I saw the, the, the road and where it was leading. And I saw, okay, well, after college, what do I do now? Um, what's going to happen? And for me, it wasn't like, I'm this really, you know, uh, wise person that just saw this big need. I just looked at the need that I had. Exactly. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need community and I want healthy community. I want people who can challenge and stretch me and grow me in my faith. And if there's not that here, what can I do or what can God do through me to help build that? And so that's where I took like a personal responsibility and said, if I want to uh, have community, I might not find it. I might need to forge it. And that's going to look different than uh, maybe what I want it to, and I might have to play a bigger role than I even want to play, and that make me might make me more uncomfortable than I want to be. Sure. Um, but that was that was something that I was like, I know this is important, and I know God has equipped me and given me um, the tools up to this point, and so what am I going to do about it? Mm. Yeah, and I think yeah, Bryce and I, neither of us were were paid to do young adult ministry, nor were we even asked. Uh, so <laughs> there's a little bit of that, but we both had been praying kind of on our own of just like God break our heart for something. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we had found that, you know, we really think it's this age range and man, thank God, like through a series of miracles, um, I landed in this spot to be able to actually have a platform to jump off of. Um, like, let's take advantage of this. And I, I just remember Bryce coming up to me and being oh gosh, like, dude, we got to do something for young adults. I was, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, if you're in, I'm in. <laughs> so that's literally and how then we're it, like, what do we do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and then, you know, and then comes the, the craziness, but all throughout that, I mean, there was obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, but you just saw God's hand on, on that. And, um, you know, it definitely wasn't easy. So, um, here's the deal when God breaks your heart for something and you decide to step into that, um, it is not going to be like no opposition, super simple. You'll know this is the right step. Yeah. No, it's stumbling in the dark. So here's the deal. If you're out there listening to this podcast and you're You've, your heart is breaking for something and you're just waiting for an invitation to start it. Like I'm waiting for my pastor to ask, um, this is your invitation. Go ahead, step out into it, start moving forward. Um, and just start taking that next step. The end game is overrated. Okay. It's one step after another, mm -hmm. just keep taking that next step. So, and, and the other thing there that I think is important is that, uh, it, it, you know, once you get started, um, obstacles do come up. Like there are things that can set you Absolutely. back. There are things that can, discourage you and you'd be like, oh, is this really what I'm supposed to do? Or like, yeah. oh, maybe I don't want to do this. Maybe this is too much energy and effort. And it's kind of pointing back to the first place. Like, what was that need that you saw? Like, what was the why? Like, what caused you initially to take that step? Absolutely. Because you always have to come back to that when you mm -hmm. hit obstacles to press through. And I think here and with you guys, like you've done that, like you've stuck with it. Mm -hmm. and so for you, what are some of those obstacles that have come up um, along the way as you guys have been doing this? I think, I mean, we've been working with, there's three of us leading a ministry. And so that in itself, um, a lot of 
ministries. It's like a one-person deal, but it's been uh, something that we have to work through. Just communication has been so huge, and it really, really does reveal kind of what is going on in your heart when you're leading with other people. So um, and so it's just been like such a learning experience, but it's been um, – it, it's been so worth it because if we are like, hey, let's just forget this, like it's the cost is too much because there's people that absolutely need um, to know about Jesus and to have a relationship with him. And so like our goal with young adults is we want to see 1% of uh, Springfield young adults come in and be recaptured with the message of the gospel. And so if we decided, hey, let's call it quits because the obstacles are too much, yeah. uh, then it's like that's 570 people that we are we are trying to reach um, that maybe they wouldn't be reached because we decided to call it quits. So I think definitely uh, communication has been huge. So yeah. Yeah, and I think like it's just always a humility check of like to work with a team, yeah. you have to be able to communicate and you have to be able to be humble. And that's not always easy. It's like uh, a relationship. Exactly. It, it really <laughs> is. It really yeah. is. And, and that's what I would say. Like, I'm going to side point this, but <laughs> go there. You know, let's do it. We let's got go. It. I, honestly, when my, like, so I'm married, I'm my, my wife, Emma, when my marriage is the weakest, my leadership outside of my marriage is also the weakest. So I'm the weakest uh, in leading in ministry or the workplace, whatever it is. And so, um, but, but kind of going back to obstacles, what Coco talked about is that was communication amongst us as like a decision-making team. But also we had this obstacle of everybody wants to play a role in ministry. And 1 Corinthians 12 talks about how we all have a, an ordained piece of the, you know, the body that we're supposed to play uh, as a believer. And so, um, for us, it was like, how do we get more people involved? How do we not only build this team, but how do we give other people a role? And so I'll never forget, we had a, a girl who was very active in our ministry and she came up to me like, Hey, I, I want to just like do more. What can I do? And I'm like, I want you to also. <laughs> yes, please. But, for but, like, but yes. like, then it was like, how do I tell her what to like? How do we train her up to do uh, ministry and how do we give her a role? And so we were very blessed um, by the fruits of other people's ministry, uh, such as uh, Paradigm, which is a young adult ministry out of Abundant Life in Lee Summit, Kansas City area. Um, some of our friends are mutual that we've got up there and places like The Porch that they're equipping other people. Mm -hmm. And that what we've seen, and I think we're going to talk about this some more, is that everybody has a role to play, right? And how do we help, um, you know, how do we help equip other people to, to do ministry? Because it's not just for the professionals, right? I'm not a professional. <laughs> I, I don't, no I was, thing. you know, I'm not on staff at High Street. You're and so, yeah. And so it's like, how do, how do we give people um, the ministry and give it away? So that was the yeah. biggest obstacle. And again, God really came through and provided um, really what we call our team track and a pathway for us to train people up. What would you guys say? I mean, what were, what were some obstacles that you guys had in, in building what you've built, in leading together, in equipping people? What were some obstacles? Well, me and John never get along, so that's a start. That <laughs> is one. Honestly, if you start Where? from there, it probably makes it easier. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, yeah, we each have like completely different thoughts, which is great because we can split the difference, you know? Yeah. And there's been so many times of just, you know, uh, later on of like planning a retreat and just doing, doing it completely probably the wrong way. But, you know, I think of like one of our big breaking points, um, was just, we, we had started, I had never led anything before. And I know Bryce had had his own company actually. So I felt super inferior leading anybody, but there was about eight of us, 
um, who had hopped on. And man, I, you know, again, it's the blind leading the blind. I and am we just swatt- swaddled down to two. Right? I'm so, and <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. We had had uh, we had had a few things, and I mean, I could talk about the karaoke night. I could talk about the you know <laughs> all the different things that we did. That you know, uh, I don't know if I want to go there. Um, but I remember all our leaders dropping out. There were two leaders left. Bryce was one of them. And they shot me a text and they were like, hey man, um, we just have something we need to talk about if you want to link up. And I was like, okay. And you know, I'm preparing myself. I'm like, this ministry is no more. Like the young adult community, like there won't be something cohesive. It'll be a small group or something. I, I don't know, but like clearly I'm not the right person for this. And clearly um, this thing is dead. And Bryce and the other person was Emma. Um, they sat down and had a meeting. They're like, Hey, look, um, we don't want to quit. And I was like, Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I did, honestly didn't prepare for this. That's so, never uh, the meeting. No, I think it's, right? I, by the way, I'm still in. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I want to do more. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm like, I'm not prepared for this. Okay. Uh, but they're like, dude, we, I think we got to switch up what we're doing and we got to do this and got to, you know, and, and ultimately I was like, man, I don't know, but you know what? I'm going to double down on it. And I, I do think this is the right direction. And so even as a leader, if you're leading something, uh, the the best like the best decisions we've ever made with the young adult community here at North Point have not been from me. Uh, they have been from other people. And so, man, if you don't give a voice to those other people, you are only limiting yourself and capping your leadership. And so, um, thank God for Bryce and Emma who, you know, we kind of moved into this new structure, which we ended up sticking with and that we, we kind of have now, but I just remember us being like, man, there's no way we can do a service. Like none of us get paid. None of us are good communicators Mm -hmm. uh, yet. (laughs) And I'm like, there's just no way we can do this weekly. Like that just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, we don't even have a facility. Yeah, we don't have a facility, we don't have worship, we don't have any of these things, but it was just like, you know what? Like when you have that that call, we're we're going to figure it out and mm-hmm. we're going to take steps and whatever, like we're here for the people. Like we're not here to put on the best worship yeah. service. We're not here to put on like the we're not here to be the best communicators. Like we're just here to um you know, uh, be a community here for people and really our mission, safe place for people to find and follow Jesus. So we can set that up and that can look so many different ways. So why do we have to continue doing it, uh, the same way it's been done? And so that's what kind of led to, to some of that. Yeah. And a couple of breaking point or a breakthrough in, in like breaking points that I saw, um, was one, I know early on, like it, it was almost like we all like, we we knew and we felt like we needed to do this and like God was calling us into something here, but we we did feel inadequate. Like yeah. we didn't feel like we were the right person or that we could really take the ball and run. And I just remember me and you having several conversations and and like you were even like um, trying to make some tough decisions. And I was like, dude, like we will like just make a decision and we will follow you. But you were like looking to us and we were like looking <laughs> let's make to it, you. Let's make it a joint decision. And we were like, <laughs> everybody owns it. Uh, yeah. Let's but it's like we're scared sometimes everything. to take the, yeah. the role that we've been given and yeah. run with it. So yeah. true. And we need people in our lives to say, hey man, like I support you. Yeah. I encourage you. Um, I know you don't have all the answers, but I'm willing to follow you and, and I'm willing to do this with you. And I think that was a huge turning point for you. Um, Absolutely. And that, that was big. And then I remember uh, us down at Watermark, you know, we talked about Paris on the porch like you know it's been a blessing for us to um, get to learn from people who have been before us and, and passing that down mm-hmm. and helping not just the little church but the, the big C church you know all you know spreading that um, knowledge and, and wisdom down and we were down in, in uh, watermark and I just remember we had a moment where like we just really like for the first time I felt like we gave it to God yeah. and we like yeah. humbled ourselves and we were like this isn't even ours to begin with no. mm-hmm. um, and we are so like lucky and thankful to be here but if we try to keep doing this 
this our way, if we try to keep coming up with all the answers, it's going to fail. And I remember we just sat and we just said, hey, we're, we're going to pray for, for like 15 minutes and we're going to pray about the vision. We're going to pray about the young adults. We're going to pray about Springfield. And I feel like from that point on, like that gave us a foundation to really push through the hard stuff and to really like take those big steps forward, knowing this is scary as heck, but we're not in it alone. I really feel like, um, I mean, I, obviously we've been in, been in it since the beginning with us and you, you, you're all story the, the thread that, that I see going through is humility. Mm. The, there's so much in life and ministry that, that yeah, you, if you're that leader who takes things by the, takes life by the horns and owns it and does everything and leads, leads with some force, like that's not necessarily leading with humility. And I think that, that you can um, do it by yourself and be successful and, ha- and do it with humility. But I think that there's so much to showing up and saying, hey, I know I don't have all the answers. Um, and having that mentality of like, Hey, I want to make this decision with you. And then you having the humility of, Hey, I I believe in you. I believe in where you're, where you're taking us. Um, I remember for us, that was kind of a breaking point. That was kind of a watershed moment of, man, I don't know if this is going to work out. And I just remember the humility of these two saying we're in, and it it doesn't have to look how I, Mm -hmm. I necessarily think it should look. I'm in it for the people. That's the humility that yeah. changes mm-hmm. ministries. It's the humility that changes people's lives. Um, I remember people that when we first started that we were like, hey, w- this is what we want to do. We don't know how to get there. We don't know what to do. They were like, we're in. We're, we're just going <laughs> to yes, be with you. Yeah. We're just going to be for the ride. Like, Thank God for Great. It. We don't yeah. know where the bus is going, but thanks for being in it. <laughs> yeah. And I just, that sense of humility, yeah. like mm-hmm. that, that changed me. That seeing that in those two, it was like, man, I need to have that as a leader. I need to have that as a Christian that I want to follow Christ with that same humility. God, I don't know exactly how we're going to get there, but you've said where we're going. So I'm just on the bus. I don't know how to get there, but I'm just on the bus. And And I think about like this, we've talked a lot about humility and as far as what that looks like in leadership, that doesn't mean you just let people run you over. It doesn't mean that you don't fight and challenge and keep pursuing like that greater vision. I mean, I look at Paul, uh, I very much believe Paul was extremely humble, but also very much not okay with just the status quo. And so I think for us, you know, for, for all of us sitting here, it was, we saw a void that there were young adults who we wanted to reach and we wanted God to use us to do that. Um, but we had to challenge and push and break through and, and keep fighting and have difficult conversations and, um, make decisions that were risky. So humility more of came in the form. It really was putting the needs of other people before our own, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like scripture talks about, um, and, and really caring for other people, but also like believing that, Hey, if God has called us to this, like, let's do it, you know, and be committed to that. And so I just wanted to say that about humility real quick, because I think that sometimes we can think it's just like, I got to let everyone else run the show yeah. and, and mm-hmm. let people mean, pass it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those are two different things. Um, just because you're humble doesn't mean that you let people run over you. It doesn't mean that you don't make a decision. Yeah. Um, being humble is trusting and following God mm-hmm. and understanding that that doesn't mean ruling with an iron fist. It doesn't Absolutely. mean um, my way or the highway. It just means I'm going to put God first. I'm going to put the mission first and help people get there. And sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes that's a difficult place to, to pull people along with. And I think of this, like this illustration, and I kept having to remind myself of this is like, and I can walk through life like this, you know, with the iron fist, 
or I can walk with my hands mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. And it and it really is a symbol of like me letting things in my life like go to God. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we I don't want to take too much credit here because I was this leader. Mm-hmm. Like this was the person I was. Mm-hmm. Like I would run people over. I would go my way or the highway. And like God had to take me to a breaking point to allow me to like see that there's a better way mm-hmm. uh, to serve a miss- mission, to serve his mission and to work with people. So like even for people out there that's listening, like um, that didn't always come supernatural to me. Mm-hmm. Like I was the type of person who would stronghold things. And so I had to like grow in that and learn from others who modeled that and become more like Jesus by reading his word in that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there is hope for people yeah. um, in that. I think that's going <laughs> to yeah. wrap us up. We're going to do a two part and this is going to be the end of part one. If I'm, if I remember right, yep. this is going to be the end of part one. We're going to jump on for part two in just a minute. So jump onto the next podcast and we'll see you in just a minute. Perfect. Thanks.